You are listening to the Legal Community Podcast, hosted by Guy Remond and Dave Zampano, powered by Guida. Guida provides self-service online legal documents supported by your local attorney. Fast, affordable, and in your own time. For more information and resources, please visit guida.legal and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. I am Lisa Rozier. Welcome to the Legal Community Podcast. And today I am joined by Guy Riemann, Dave Zampano, and special guest, Brittany Sheeran. Brett is a lawyer, has had wonderful experience inside of a law firm, and has also dabbled in the tech world in terms of building and being involved in digital platforms. So Dave, I'm going to toss it over to you because you have a little bit more of a background with Brett. But thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Yeah, well, thanks for being here, Brittany. You know, I, I sit here with Brittany and, and I'm thinking of the listeners and I'm thinking, where are they on their journey of law? And, and I can't think of anyone who's been on a journey like Brittany has been in the last, what, three to five years, Brittany, maybe a couple yeah. more. And I think about you when you first came into the law firm dealing with clients, you didn't want to deal with clients. You just wanted to sit there and generate, you were the drafter in the law. Firm. So you kind of, even though you're an attorney, you loved that paralegal role. You loved yes. making sure all the documents were perfect and all that. And then we said, no, no, Brie, you really got to start meeting with clients. And then you hated it, but they loved you. The clients absolutely loved you. They all started requesting you. And I think about that, you know, how all of us as attorneys, we have all these things that we like to do. And we don't see ourselves as others see us. And then I remember, Brittany, over time, again, you continuing to get challenged. You say, okay, Brittany, you do so well at this. Would you consider now maybe bringing your expertise to the next level of training other lawyers? So then you joined the LWP side of the world. And started helping and became the head of education there. And then ultimately, where you sit today is in the seat where you're actually helping develop the guider platform, uh, where you're trying to take all those experiences and make them digitized so that the typical consumer can can get the full benefit. So this is a crazy journey. Brittany, I'd love you in a couple of words to tell your story from your perspective and maybe some of the challenges you had along the way and some of the unexpected outcomes that you had along the way and some of the mindset shifts that you knew you made along the way. Keep in mind, the listeners are lawyers just like you and I at all different parts of the practice. Sure. Yeah. So just like you said, Dave, oh my gosh, it has been, I cannot believe it's been six years and I've done, it seems like 15 different jobs, but I did start out as the drafter at the law firm, which was more of a paralegal role, but that was because I didn't know much about estate planning. And that was the best way to learn it was diving right into that software, drafting those documents every single day. And my mindset at that time was, okay, I'm doing, I'm I'm generating these documents for the attorneys. What would the attorneys want? How can I make this work? Okay. Then shift into now I'm meeting with clients. I've learned this estate planning. They made me dive right in. I'm going to meet with clients now. And now I'm okay, how can I make this work for the clients? I have to figure out how I'm going to get the software to do what I want it to do to generate the documents I need for the clients. Then after I leave the law firm, we're working with lawyers with purpose. We're talking to attorneys all across the country. Now my mindset shifted again. Okay, I'm working with attorneys, not clients, but they're like clients. You know, I'm trying to help them get to their end goal showing them how to use our software, showing them the value of our products, things like that. And yet now another shift is I've been working on the Guider platform, which is coming up, you know, this platform that is going to be client facing and facing the general public. Now, how do I use this software that I've been using with attorneys 
and make it usable and palatable and simplified enough for the everyday user to use it as well. So now I'm using these questions I've been doing for five years and turning them in. How can I put this in layman's terms and make sure that somebody understands this and can use it easily and at home? So there have been a couple of mindset shifts over six years and different you know, people I'm working with, but they've all had to do with tech, technology in the law firm. You don't think of it when you're using it, but I cannot believe the amount of technology that has to, you know, that is being used in the law firm day to day. You might not think of it like that, but that's what it is. True guy. Think of all the different technological things that we use in business that weren't here. You know, cell phones were complicated, you know, when they first came out, right? Dave, if I, if I ever leave my phone at home, which I almost never do now, it is literally like leaving your arm behind because honestly, I run my life and my home and everything on my phone. The, you know, it, it's, it's become technology has become embedded in everyday lives. Actually, Britt, you know, one of the things I'd be really interested here. So, so like, listen, from my perspective, I'm a geek, self-confessed, and I love all things tech, right? So tech comes relatively easy to me. I get it. I see what it can do. I love looking into the future about what's coming around the corner. That's kind of my world. I love it. But I actually get frustrated with firms. And we're not just talking law firms here. We're talking about all sorts of different firms. I'm going to give you one example. Dave, you'll kind of smile to yourself with this one because you saw me have a little hissy fit with the bank. Because, you know, to set me up on a US bank account, I'm based in the UK. They literally had to FedEx a document Anyone could get to that FedEx document and copy it and alter it and do anything to it along the way. It's inherently the most insecure way of sending me anything via the post in an envelope. And it arrives, then I have to do a wet signature. Then I have to get FedEx or whoever it is in the UK to come back, pick it up and take it back to the States. I mean, you know, you saw my frustration at that. So I come at things from a, the opposite way round, I think, to the mindsets that you encounter, Brit. So I'd be really interested to hear about the, the mindsets of the people you encounter and the issues they face in adopting technology, the almost exact opposite to me. Yeah, sure. And I do, admittedly, I feel a little stuck in between as one of my, I think I am technically a millennial, so I'm 30, what year is it? I'm 32. So I grew up with technology. We had computers at school. I mean, I had a computer in kindergarten. So I've grown up with computers. I'm not averse to, you know, technology, but I'm also a lawyer <laughs> who traditionally wants everything printed out. I want to mark everything in red pen. I want to see it and hold it in my hands. I want to take physical notes. So I feel a little bit stuck in between. But I share a little of the same frustrations with you, Guy, when I was an attorney in the law firm and working with a financial institution or a bank, and they're, they're saying, oh, I can't just email that over to you. We're going to have to send a courier pigeon to bring you, you know, it was very, very frustrating. And there are some financial firms who are like, yeah, I have encrypted email. We know that that is the, the most secure way. We're constantly evolving and changing, and the law firms that are going to dig their heels in and say, we're not doing this, are going to fall behind. I couldn't believe when clients would ask for something technologically more advanced than what our firm would do, and I was always surprised by that. If we had somebody maybe even a little bit older, let's say in their 70s, and say, well, can I just email this to you? 
Oh, sure. Absolutely. I'd get so excited. You know, they want text confirmations for their appointments instead of the traditional letter that comes in the mail. So clients are evolving and law firms need to evolve too. Do you think that clients are evolving quicker than the law firms? Yes, definitely. Because they're a bigger group. You know, there's more consumers out there than law firms. And they are realizing that technology is becoming more convenient. Like Dave has said, blessing in disguise, not really a blessing, but COVID has made everyone realize, okay, technology is not going away. It is going to save us someday since schools are closed and now we can do them on the computer. Everyone now has realized technology is here to stay. It really is a good thing. Of course, everyone likes the in-person conversation, but for the most part, it is a good thing and allows so many more opportunities than than the traditional You know, this is the legal community podcast, likely the lawyers listening. What's the number one thing that's jumping up, red lights flashing? What's that one word they're all paranoid about? It might be ethics. Oh, yeah. Can we do this? Can we do this? What have been your challenges and experiences in dealing with the ethical elements of online and more digitization of law as we proceed? Yeah, some of the ethics stuff, that's definitely, like you said, Dave, one of the first things that attorneys are asking you is, how can I do this? Does this work? Is this X, Y, and Z? Do I need to change my malpractice insurance? We have been working with, you know, an ethics attorney from the beginning here, looking at all of these commonly asked questions. COVID allowed for so many new things like the remote notarization. I know that's gone away in some states. It's still in place in some states which makes it wonderful. You can do signings over Zoom now. You don't need to be in person like it's 1795 anymore, you know? So there have been a lot of ethical things that have come up, but we are addressing them every step of the way. Our engagement agreements are are tuned to what we're providing. Big question. And, and I love that the one ethics attorney said, ethics are ethics. Think about when the first cell phone came out and, and when the first fax machine came out. I remember... When that happened, what do you mean we're going to fax this through a wire? How do we know who's getting it on the other end kind of thing? And now we have this new thing called, uh, you know, the internet and things of that nature. What would you say your biggest mindset shift had to be? What did you struggle with the most on your journey? From beginning until now? Yeah. What stands out for you? You think about, hmm, you know, that was a tough one. In hindsight, it was all easy, right? But Yeah, right, right. Well... This is kind of big, big, big picture, but I think before any of this, I didn't realize mindset had to change. I didn't realize mindset had to change depending on what you're doing. I was always just, you know, rolling along. I'm just me. I'm doing my thing. And I didn't realize, oh, I have to look at it from this point of view. I have to get out of my island, my box, and look at it from this other point of view. That has been the biggest thing for me is that there are multiple points of view, depending on who the recipient of the information is, that you have to shift your mindset and get in the shoes of somebody else and say, okay, well, this works for me, but does it work for them? Does it work for him? Does it work for every scenario? That has been big picture, probably the biggest thing that I've realized over this whole, uh, let's say six years. I've got a final question because I know we're beginning to run short on time. So I think the other big concern of of any company, not just in the legal sector, when they go digital is that people's expectations are that digital services will save money because it's more efficient, right? And therefore, naturally, 
revenues will drop. You know, what's your experience of this now? And, you know, what's your opinion on that? Well, so we've already, I mean, I don't think this platform would be built if we thought it was going to lose people money. <laughs> so we've already, we've been doing for years, you know, a revenue focuser where we say, look how much time goes into each of your plans and basically use that to set your pricing. Is it worth it? How many people are involved in this? It is not just the attorney. Maybe if you're a solo attorney, yeah, it is just the attorney. But if you have a team, you have to consider client services time on the phone with the client. You have to consider your paralegals time, looking into things, talking to that client, drafting documents. This is hopefully going to eliminate a lot of those extra costs, those extra time spent on, you know, you're paying people to do work as the attorney. This is, it's, I, I, Dave had said in a previous conversation, someone has to do the work. If it's the client, great. That's going to save everyone time and money. Even though you're pricing things a little bit lower on this than you would in a traditional way, it's because you're not going to be spending as much time at it. Again, I don't think we'd be creating the platform if it was going to be losing anybody money. We know that these simple plans are not the traditional big money makers for law firms. And I think, you know, you, you mentioned that if we can get the clients to do it, that's great. Well, the clients have to do it anyway. You know, they have to do it one right. way or the other. They have to answer the question. So why not right. just let them answer it in a simple way? You don't have to get involved. Therefore, it saves you time, saves your, you money either on yourself or on other people. And as you just said then, you can kind of concentrate on the more complex thing. And I think that's the point with all these digitized systems. You know, computers are really good at doing simple data entry tasks. And they're getting better at doing more complicated tasks, more complicated human-type tasks, but they're still quite a long way off from doing complex human tasks. They're not there, and they won't be there for quite a number of years yet on that kind of stuff. So, you know, why not let them do, and this is just kind of my philosophy for digital in general, why not let computers do the boring, mundane data entry stuff and you concentrate on what you have been trained for and what you're really good at which is a human, more complex kind of stuff, which actually is probably, in reality, where you make your real money. You know, one of the points I made on a, an Ask Guide Anything uh, webinar recently is that I bet if you kind of start to work out all of your costs incurred for a higher revenue item, your profit margin is likely to be lower than it is if you pass it over to a digital system. Definitely. Yeah. My final thoughts, I will share this guy and Brittany. My mindset has shifted also. And when I think about, this is my final thought, and I'll let you wrap it up, Brittany, your thoughts on what I'm going to say here. When we started this project called Guider, the idea was to, you know, help the consumers get access to legal services in an efficient, effective manner. But what I've realized is as the platform has developed, because I think this is going to be true for any digitization of any area. And so I have found that the platform does way more now than just those legal documents. And it's actually managing now the attorney and the client relationship and those associated with it. By virtue of discount codes, right? We can give it to allied professionals, codes where they can then notify. They can share those codes with their clients who then can come to our platform and use it. Well, that's now starting to manage those relationships. And it's, it's amazing that as you said, Brittany, there's all different people in the law firm working on getting the client's work done. And I think an effective digital platform needs to do that as well. It needs to manage all those different relationships. 
So in the final comments, Britt, what say you about all this stuff? Yeah, I think that is a really good insight. I think it does manage relationships really well. It brings in the financial advisors and your your other referral relationships. It is a huge lead generator. And I think it's something that's easily shareable when you're talking about it every day. Hey, I just did my documents online with this website. Why don't you try it out? I don't think people as often are saying, Hey, I went into the law firm the other day. Why don't you call them up and go in? I just think it's, it's <laughs> even though they're doing the same exact thing, you know, they're getting their estate planning documents done. It's a little more casual and easy to share with, you know, with friends, family, and referrals. I laugh because there was a study once. I think they they asked people, "Would you rather go to your own funeral or to a local <laughs> office?" And more than half said their own funeral. So. <laughs> I get a bad year, but not yeah. too many people Hey, I went to the office. You got to go try yeah, a lawyer. Right. Right. <laughs> well, thank you, Brett. I so appreciate your perspective. And for the listeners, you know, all of us in this legal community, we all have to adjust. You know, one of the things, you know, we promote in the book, how to transform technology disruptions into a bounding opportunity. I think just tremendous opportunity here. Let's all seize it together. As uh, chapter four talks about, it's all about collaboration and technology. How do we bring your insights into the technology of the future? And I think that's open for all of us to participate in. Guy, thank you. Britt, thank you. Lisa, thank you. Yes. Thank you everyone for listening as well. And Britt, Guy, and Dave, for those of you, thank you for listening to the Legal Community Podcast and to listen to additional episodes and read some insights, please visit us at guider.legal. Thank you for listening to the Legal Community Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Visit us at guider.legal for more information and please review and share this show. We'll see you next time.